I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Okay, so it's time for US Sports. Johnny is here. He's back. Hello. Joe, how are you, man? Very good. I'm taking a lot of flack over having to go with... Uh, Pearl Mamadou Sacco, but that's about it. Look, you, you can never win in this business. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Sometimes when you know you're right. You just got to keep stick to your guns, man. We have a lot to talk about, so. Um, in the world of the NFL, mm. we are headed to the playoffs this weekend, so we'll have the wild card weekend, the divisional weekend, the championship weekend, a gap week, and then Super Bowl. Joe, I don't think you're excited enough. I am excited. I want more excitement from you. I'm building to a crescendo. Wait and you see me on gap week. Okay, but losing look, my mind. This is this is the excitement has to kick in right away. There's no, it's not a slow, steady build. It's no, we're building slowly. No, no peak excitement. You, so from the playoffs on, peak excitement. From from really sun last Sunday, mm-hmm. two days ago, from now until whenever February seventh or whenever the Super Bowl is, nonstop crazy excitement. This is NFL at its great. If you at its best, if you live for this sport, as some people might. Mm-hmm. This is really as good as, as it gets. There are some interesting things going on. Like, we were mm-hmm. talking about what to talk about in the slot, and you said, well, there's just a ton going on this week because the playoffs have never been more open. That's right. And also, yesterday was Black Monday. Black Monday, the traditional day, the day after the season ends, where the guillotine drops on the incompetent coaches of the NFL. Okay. So around the league, there's a cull, traditionally the day after. Now... It'd be quite good if the Premier League did it that way. It's interesting. It, yeah. Now this year, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, we were talking about Chip Kelly earlier in this uh, in this slot a few months ago. He's the Eagles coach. There had been questions about over his reign. Mm-hmm. He was sacked a week before Black Monday. The Eagles owner got wanted to kind of get in ahead of the pack. Um, and then there's firings. We were talking about a guy named uh, Jim Tom Sula. I can never remember, is it Jim or Mike? But he's the San Francisco 49ers coach. Confirmation from Mick that it's Jim. He was sacked. He he had worked a lot of odd jobs before coming to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sacked. I mean... So how did yesterday's Black Monday compare with the usual? It, was, it, was, it wasn't the worst. I, I want to say, I think there were four sackings. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there have been days where about a quarter of the league's um, uh, coaches go. It's, this year was sort of, they're calling it charcoal. Monday, Peter King. It wasn't King. quite black. No, it wasn't quite. It was sort Charco, of grayish. Like Navy yeah. Monday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that that was that sort of adds to it. But I mean, if you're watching football on Sunday, it was really one of the. It was, it was really there was a really fun, crazy day of football, and um, the season just ended dramatically for a whole host of teams. Uh, and uh, now we ha- we're, the table is set really for a fascinating confusing, bewildering playoffs where we actually have no idea who the favorite to win the Super Bowl is. I can't think of who... You could you can make an argument for, for I would say, 10 out of the 12 teams as the Super Bowl wow. winners. It's really... Wow. It's open. Some people don't like that. You know, maybe you want these sort of two best teams. But, I, like, it's just weird. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Talk to us about a team who won't be there because it's our last chance to talk about them. There is a saying in US sports, same old Jets. 
there's a saying that goes around New York and you often hear at this time of year when the Jets pardon the pun crash out on the way to the uh, on the way to the playoffs <laughs> there's just there's just general shakes of the head in the box Sorry. they didn't even see how pleased you looked with yourself uh, the Jets well I'm interested in the Jets for two reasons one uh, tell me about them and how they crashed out this mm-hmm. year when they were expected to potentially do very well and they should have made the playoffs but also you were at the Jets Patriots game over the festive period and so you did the whole tailgating thing and got the match day experience so that was a game the Jets won against the Patriots and the Jets therefore thought we are guaranteed our place in the playoffs we're going to be a dangerous team in this very open playoff um, Mm. part of the season and yet over the weekend in the fourth quarter they screwed up horrendously yeah it was a tale of two Sundays really for the Jets I mean the Sunday previous, I was there mm. with my family uh, in the MetLife Stadium on the New Jersey Turnpike um, for the Jets-Patriots game. The Jets needing a win against the Super Bowl champions to keep their playoff hopes alive, mm-hmm. right? And they put together a very impressive victory in overtime. I mean, the Jets fans, they were I think they were doubting, but their quarterback, this this guy named Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they dub... Fitz Magic had sort of turned things around for them. He'd been a, a journeyman quarterback, and he had guided them on this five-game winning streak that kind of crescendoed in this amazing win over the Patriots at home. Mm-hmm. And then at the exact same time, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their arch rivals for this playoff spot, somehow managed to lose to the Baltimore Ravens. And the Jets, everything had just come together so beautifully for them. Mm-hmm. And they had this sort of team of destiny vibe. And they looked to the they looked to the uh, the playoffs and they said, "There's nobody good here. All we have to do is beat Buffalo. We're in the playoffs." And we think the Jets fans are starting to think in their brains, "We have a chance to do it. This might be the year that we make it to the Super Bowl." The Jets won Super Bowl in 1969, Super Bowl three, and have really been crap since, right? Yeah. So they've got this game against Buffalo last week. Buffalo, dysfunctional, Bu- terrible team. Yeah, coached by their former coach, which sure. sort of added a bit of spice to the game. But really, a very, very winnable game. And it just went all all wrong for them. Uh, Ryan Fitz magic. He became Fitz tragic. He threw three <laughs> interceptions on the, on the last three drives. He had thrown one interception in five games, three in the fourth quarter. It was just totally... Well, that has to go down as a joke. It, I mean, it... Same old Jets. That's what, if you want to, here's, Same old Jets. Here's yeah. what they were saying on uh, WFAN in New York yesterday. This is the Joe Beningo show. They were uh, not too pleased. And, and all we got was a major tease. We got teased when they started 4-1. and one. We're all pumped up. Oh, this is a good team. We're going to the playoffs. Next thing you know, they're 5-5. Five and five. Okay, it's another disaster year. Great. No, 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 no. No, we're going to do it to you again. We're going to reel you back in again. We're going to give you a five-game winning streak. We're going to have you go gaga. We're going to beat the Giants. We're going to beat the Patriots. We're going to be all pumped up. And then you get it right up your rear end again with this franchise. Just like basically every year for the last 40 freaking seven years. I, it's just, I, I, this one was as bad as it gets. I, there's nothing good to say today. Nothing. Just a quick diversion. That's the Joe Meningo. Beningo. Beningo show. Yeah. That's Joe talking. Well, there's Joe and Evan. I've, I've never... Do they just like rant in a kind of shock jock type of way about sport? Yeah, they? one of them was actually a listener of WFEN who was calling the phone, calling the show so often, calling the station so often that they actually gave him his own show. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's Joe or Evan. I was listening to the. Uh... We have a guy who texts in a lot. He could join the show sometime. 
in the future. Well, he, look, you never know where you're going to find talent. Quite, in this quite abusive of us, but look, could change the dynamic in an interesting oh, way. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, look, you, you, know, you know the guy I'm talking about. You'd be surprised what a little bit of rage, you know, channeled in the right ways, how that can yeah. turn positive in a sports media so, atmosphere. Joe Beningo show. I'm going to listen to that just to see. Like, what's it like when it's calm? What's he going to talk about next week? I was listening to, I was, li- I was driving to the JFK airport. I was being driven on the, by my parents on my, on, on Wednesday, uh, on the way to, the, like, flying back and listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, callers are like, what if we lose? How will this loss go down uh, in the history of uh, famous Jets losses? And they're like, guys, we can't, we can't quantify that <laughs> at this stage, guys. And, like... <laughs> di- Can we get Joe Beningo on the show? He's very, he's, he, is he a big time? He's big time New oh, okay. York media guy. Okay, so probably unavailable. Look, I'll I'll make some calls. Do yeah. See, can we get Joe Beningo on the show? If you pull that off, he's a lifelong Jets fan and a Mets fan. These the Jets and the Mets fans are are often the the same people. It's a weird New York thing. Okay, and we uh, could talk to him about that. Look, he he's he's not a happy guy at the moment, and he New York sports aren't pleasing him. So, so anyway, the Jets, same old Jets do their thing. Yeah. They're gone. They've missed out on their chance. I have two then, uh, one very quick question. So you're saying it's the most open playoffs in a long time. Ten of the 12 teams could win. The Jets, who have screwed up, we're looking at it thinking we have a chance here. Is that because almost in a Premier league kind of way this season, there's no outstanding team? Or are all the teams just very good? It's because... Every team has flaws, massive flaws, and even the teams that you would think are that have even been brilliant for the whole season in the last week or two have shown okay. strange flaws. The Arizona Cardinals had like have this incredible offense, seen unbeatable really for maybe ten weeks. They get destroyed last Sunday by the Seattle Seahawks, who they won the Super Bowl two years ago. They lost last year. The six seed in in the NFC destroyed. On their home patch, the uh, two seats. So, like, there is just general confusion over who actually is the best teams. The Kansas City Chiefs have won 10 games in a row, and they're, like, considered outsiders. So, the Patriots, my team, like, they I've, they, they lost my, to, to Miami last week. And, like, I've never... They played like it was a preseason game. I've never, I, it's just confusing. It's hard to know where this is going to go. And for the fan, yeah. who maybe only tunes into the NFL during these four weeks, it's brilliant because these games, anybody can win. Sure. So tell me about the match day experience at the MetLife Stadium, going to see the Patriots against the Jets, doing the tailgate party, mm. all of that stuff. So when I think of tailgating, I think of everybody getting somewhere close to the vicinity of the stadium, parking their cars or trailers or buses, having barbecues, drinking having a great time it's all fairly relaxed and friendly and not too threatening and it's it's actually just a great time or yeah it's very civilized i mean okay. like we left the house the game started at 1 we left the house i think at 10 half an hour drive to the to the metlife you you pay your 20 dollar parking fee to get into just to park there okay and then you just sort of set up shop there's guys with with sausages and polish sausage and hot dogs uh guys are pumping their hip-hop music and rock music and it's like you're just hanging out 
in a car park, basically. And is it the accepted way of the uh, tailgate party for you to go up and just chat to strangers? Yeah, it's, there's a there's some kind of high fives going on and some shouts, but it's it's very tame. There's no, you know, and there's a lot of Patriots fans around. I was I was a Patriots fan. I was with people with Patriots gear. You know, there's a bit of it's all very jocular, very safe. Nobody's there's no ever feeling that this could kind of go off. Yeah. There, there might be violence. You go into the stadium, you've got twelve dollar beers. What's interesting is that. The whole industry has sort of changed. I mean, the, the ticket for a game was $124 for the ticket I was in, for wow. the seat I was in, which was in the upper tier. Wow. Now, look, I didn't pay for anything on this day, so I, I'm just reporting on this. True to character. Yeah. But so, like, and then it's, it's a massive expense, and the whole experience has been catered towards people who have a lot of money. So, you know, sports should be like, you would think of it as like sort of the working man sort of activity, but like... If you're buying a beer, what they have is like, you know, Sam Adams for 12 bucks and like weird craft beers that you would never really associate with, you know, blue collar sports fans. When I used to go to games with my dad when I was a kid, it was, you know, they would have Hebrew National hot dogs for three bucks and like, you know, Miller Lite. But the whole experience has been totally transformed and it's like just completely catered now towards super wealthy people and their tastes, which aren't like hot dogs and uh, and blue collar beer it's like it's, it's and has that, has that changed the atmosphere in the stadium in a big way like your dad I'm sure would have experienced it yeah I, look to me the atmosphere is sort of exactly the same there's okay. like you know there is people get drunk it gets a little bit edgy uh, There, the, the higher up in the stadium you get I mean there was a Patriots fan who was ejected and everybody was throwing stuff at him it was pretty funny to watch I was thinking it was, I was happy it wasn't me but what they do now is like I don't know if you ever watch Red Zone. It's um, yeah. It's they actually show it during the ad breaks in the game because NFL games go on for so long. Mm. And what they've actually started doing this year is like you can actually watch highlights of other. You can actually watch games live happening from the stadium. Mm-hmm. So you're actually watching TV mm. in at a live sporting event of a game going on right at the exact same time, which I found very kind of strange and confusing, but that's just how, how it is. It's such a long, drawn-out experience. They try to make it as entertaining as they can. And so finally then, because we're kind of out of time, was it enjoyable? Is it the kind of thing that you came away from that evening saying, that was great. If I didn't live in Ireland, I'd love to do that every week. I ache to do that. Yeah, it was, it was a hugely enjoyable experience and it was a great game, which really added to it. It's so much on the line for the Jets. Yeah. The problem was, the game ends, everybody's kind of slapping high fives and everybody's, all the Jets fans are all psyched. We get back to the car, we turn on the radio, you get the interviews with the players on the on the, on the Jets radio station. And then you've got 80,000 people who've driven to the game all trying to leave the stadium at the exact same time, but there's only two exits. So basically this massive traffic queue forms to get onto these highways that yeah. surround the, the stadium. And... We sit in the car for about 90 minutes before we move. Got to listen to Joe Beningo. Listen to Joe Beningo or Jets fans on the phone. But nobody, basically, you, we, there's a, the whole, the final part of the stadium experience is sitting in traffic waiting to get out of there. Rich people won't like that. No, but like there's nothing you can do and you just have to, you, you have to wait and it, and it just adds on more and more time. It actually never ends. And like everybody in my car just passed out from f- fatigue. Is that right? So it's a long day. I... There are many fun aspects of it, some stupid American aspects. It's just, you, you take the good with the bad. We are out of time, so we will have to come back to the latest on Peyton Manning. He played over the weekend. Jim Nance and CBS criticised for not mentioning the Al Jazeera story once. There's been a second source in the Al Jazeera mm-hmm. story, so we don't want to botch that too much. But maybe that case is strengthening slightly. We should come back to that. Yeah, people are interested in that story. There's a good story in the New York Times today 
okay. uh, by a guy named Michael Powell. And there are links. There's more. There's this whistleblower. There's more uh, to this story than might have met the eye. And there are links uh, to all all the players named in this are also linked to a pharmaceutical company that uh, the whistleblower who recanted a story co-owns. So there's. I don't think the story is going away. Uh, the American media is doing their best to sort of... Jim to, Nance said, well, we didn't talk about it during the game because it's a non-story. Before the game, even. Okay. Be, like they said, we're not going to discuss this matter. It's incredible. The, one of the biggest stories, like one of the most iconic athletes in American sports linked to yeah. HGH, and they've decided before the game even starts that they're not even going to discuss it. It's a whitewashing. So it, it's, that story's not going away. Manning isn't going away either. So I think yeah, we'll, we'll come back, we'll to, back to it. Yeah. We definitely will. So playoffs are starting. This is good. Jesus, I almost missed the lovely Donny. I bloody love Tuesdays, says somebody. Did you guys give Woolly a job because he was calling in all the time? I mean, in a sense. <laughs> More or less. Uh, and he begged. I love that clip of the stereotypical New Yorker. He's just uh, short of shouting, I'm walking here, says Kev. So it's a slap on the desk. Donny? Yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday. All right.